Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about renal tubular acidosis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash renal tubular acidosis or in the renal medicine section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Renal tubular acidosis involves metabolic acidosis due to pathology in the tubules of the kidneys. The tubules balance hydrogen ions, or H+, and bicarbonate ions, or HCO3-, between the blood and the urine to maintain a normal pH of the blood. There are four types of renal tubular acidosis, each with different pathophysiology. To start with a basic summary, type 1 renal tubular acidosis is where the distal tubule cannot excrete hydrogen ions. The urinary pH is high and the serum potassium is low. Type 2 renal tubular acidosis is where the proximal tubule cannot reabsorb bicarbonate. The urinary pH is high and the serum potassium is low. And type 4 renal tubular acidosis is where there's a low aldosterone or impaired aldosterone function. The urinary pH is low and the serum potassium is high. And we'll go into more detail about how these work shortly. A Tom tip for you, remember type 1 and type 4 for your exams. Type 4 is the most common type. Both type 1 and type 4 involve inadequate excretion of hydrogen ions in the distal tubules. In type 1, there is hypokalemia or a low potassium and in type 4, there is hyperkalemia or a raised potassium. So let's talk in more detail about type 1 renal tubular acidosis. Type 1 renal tubular acidosis, which is also called Distal renal tubular acidosis occurs when the distal tubule in the nephron cannot excrete hydrogen ions into the urine. This results in a high urinary pH above 6 due to the absence of hydrogen ions in the urine, a metabolic acidosis where the blood is acidotic due to retained hydrogen ions in the blood, and hypokalemia or a low potassium due to failure of the hydrogen and potassium exchange in the distal tubule. The hydrogen-potassium ATPase pump is what uses ATP to pump hydrogen into the urine and potassium into the blood in the distal tubule. This fails in type 1 renal tubular acidosis, meaning that less hydrogen is pumped into the urine and less potassium is brought back into the blood. Many conditions can cause this pathology in the distal tubule, leading to type 1 renal tubular acidosis, including genetic causes, and there's both autosomal dominant and autosomal recessive forms, systemic lupus erythematosus, Sjogren syndrome, primary biliary cholangitis, hyperthyroidism, sickle cell anemia, and Marfan syndrome. Type 1 renal tubular acidosis presents with failure to thrive in children, recurrent urinary tract infections due to the alkaline urine, 
bone disease, specifically rickets or osteomalacia, muscle weakness, and arrhythmias due to the hypokalemia or low potassium. Treatment of type 1 renal tubular acidosis is with oral bicarbonate, which corrects the acidosis and the electrolyte imbalances. Next, let's talk about type 2 renal tubular acidosis. Type 2 renal tubular acidosis, which is also called proximal renal tubular acidosis, occurs when the proximal tubule cannot reabsorb bicarbonate from the urine to the blood, with excessive bicarbonate excreted in the urine. This results in a high urinary pH above 6 due to the excess bicarbonate in the urine, a metabolic acidosis with acidotic blood due to inadequate bicarbonate in the blood, and hypokalemia or low potassium due to urinary loss of potassium along with the bicarbonate. The key causes of type 2 renal tubular acidosis are inherited, and it can be autosomal dominant or autosomal recessive, multiple myeloma, and Fanconi syndrome. Treatment of type 2 renal tubular acidosis is with oral bicarbonate. Next let's talk about type 3 renal tubular acidosis. Type 3 renal tubular acidosis, which is also called mixed renal tubular acidosis, is a combination of type 1 and type 2, with pathology in the proximal and the distal tubules. This is rare and it's unlikely to appear in exams, so you don't need to know much about this condition. Finally, let's talk about type 4 renal tubular acidosis. Type 4 renal tubular acidosis, which is also known as hyperkalemic renal tubular acidosis, is caused by reduced aldosterone activity in the kidneys. Aldosterone normally acts on the distal tubules to stimulate sodium reabsorption from the urine to the blood, potassium excretion in the urine, and hydrogen ion excretion in the urine. Therefore, low aldosterone or impaired aldosterone function in type 4 renal tubular acidosis leads to increased excretion of potassium and hydrogen ions in the urine. Normally, ammonia is produced in the proximal tubule to balance the excretion of hydrogen ions. Ammonia is a base and it buffers the hydrogen ions, preventing the urine from becoming too acidotic. Hyperkalemia, or a high potassium, suppresses ammonia production, so the urine becomes acidic. To summarise, the results of type 4 renal tubular acidosis are metabolic acidosis due to retained hydrogen ions in the blood causing the blood to become acidotic, hyperkalemia or raised potassium in the blood due to retained potassium in the blood, and a low urinary pH, meaning the urine is acidic due to reduced ammonia production in response to hyperkalemia. Low aldosterone or low aldosterone activity can be due to adrenal insufficiency, where the adrenal glands fail to produce the aldosterone, diabetic nephropathy, where diabetes has damaged the kidneys, and medications, for example, ACE inhibitors, spironolactone, or a plerinone. 
Management of type 4 renal tubular acidosis is targeted at the underlying cause. Fludrocortisone, which is a mineralocorticoid steroid medication, can be used to replace the aldosterone in aldosterone deficiency. Oral bicarbonate and treatment of hyperkalemia may also be required. So thanks for listening to this episode on renal tubular acidosis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. Head over to members.zerodefinals.com to test yourself using short answer questions, multiple choice questions and extended matching questions on the content of renal medicine to see how well you're retaining the information and make sure you pick up on those key facts that are tested in exams. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about hemolytic uremic syndrome.